We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Keeping the ball rolling on drinks with Binks, celebrating awesome women here on the show, as we always do, regardless of whether it's International Women's Day or not. We have Emmy Award-winning journalist, filmmaker, tech executive, and head of creative at the WinQuick app, Amber Theo Harris. We discuss what it was like to go into labor at NFL Network and how she ended up losing her job, which is pretty messed up. We also discuss her new venture now with WinQuick app and what advice she has for her USC journalism students on how to deal with TikTok and Instagram. We're sipping on a little white wine. This is Drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks and we are still celebrating International Women's Day. Of course, this is being shot on Monday and being viewed by all of you many hundreds of thousands of millions of people out there on Wednesday where it is not International Women's Day anymore. I'm very excited to welcome on my next guest who has uh, just shown that you can break the mold and the the barriers and the boundaries of what it means to be a broadcaster. She has been blazing her own trail in this domain and beyond. This is none other than Emmy Award winning journalist, filmmaker, tech executive, and head <laughs> of creative production from the WinQuick app, Amber Theo Harris. Amber, thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. You are one busy lady and you've accomplished <laughs> so much and you also have kids and it's a pandemic. How are you doing these days? Well, I'm drinking at two o'clock on a Monday, so I guess that answers how I'm doing. No, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. I'm, I'm so happy for you having this show, watching you through Fox and all of that, and um, happy just to be drinking with you right now and, and hanging out and chatting about uh, what we do. I appreciate that. And you have chosen what for us to drink today? Uh, I have a nice uh, Pinot Grigio. And it's not cold because I wasn't prepared, so I had to pull it out of the way. I had to go with like oh, the ice a nice cream in warm it. Pinot Grigio. Nothing like it on uh, 2 p.m. on a Monday. Nothing spells quarantine more than that. Funny thing is, my kids didn't look at me like it was odd that I was getting a glass of wine out on a, on a Monday. They're like, that's just what mom does all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, what are we? I've got a, a nice Sauvignon Blanc here, and nice. it is a bit chilled um, because oh. this is my job. This, this is this is this is the dream. This is my job right now. The dream. Oh, no. How can I do that? You have many awesome dreams um, that we're gonna get into in a bit. What are we toasting to? 
let's toast to uh, let's toast to women taking control of their own destiny. Absolutely love it. Badass women taking control of their own destiny. Cheers, Cheers. to you, Amber. <laughs> let's f-ing go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it hits your lips, just reminds me of the olden days. So good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it just reminds me of like being back at a bar and the before times where this glass of wine, I could have just downed that one right there and been like fine yep. and had like yeah. fourteen more. Not yeah. anymore. Now you have you to know, prepare that's... yourself. You're, you're gonna be, you, you know, three days later, you're still like, gosh, I just don't feel still right. Still having a hangover from that yeah. one sip that I just had right now. Yeah. Um, Amber, you have done, you know, so much in your career, and we just mentioned it's International Women's Day that we're shooting this. Um, when, when you have young women ask you about your career, and we're going to get into the fact that you also uh, are a teacher at USC with journalism, but what is something that you hope people take from your journey that you've been on and also what you're continuing to create right now? You know, my life hasn't been perfect and my career hasn't been perfect. And as you know, it's tough being a woman in sports to start out. And there's there's been a lot of up and downs and having kids in in this industry, um, you know, kind of the sexism I faced around around the pregnancies and, and all of that. And I think what I would want women to take away from my life and my career is that, you know, things are going to happen, right? Like life is not perfect. Nobody is the way they look on Instagram. Nobody puts, you know, everybody puts like, oh, here's my kids all dressed up for the first day of school, but they're never like, here's a picture of my cheating husband. I just called the secretary. Oh, and here's my refill of Prozac that I'm like running to my <laughs> ponytail to like go to CVS. You know, like I just yeah. want young women to realize that when you think somebody has it all, having it all is kind of a, a moving target and everybody has stuff that's going on in their life and nobody's as perfect as they are on Instagram. So give yourself a break, you know, work hard, but most of all, I think just like go with the punches and trust, trust your gut that you have something to offer this world. Um, no matter if people tell you that you don't, you, you kind of know inside what you have to offer. Oh, that's just absolutely incredible advice. So many different layers that you could get into there and, even just a little note on the Instagram stuff. It's like, I did something for TikTok showing all the different, you know, outfits I'd worn for the week and the behind the scenes of making myself look like not myself to do that. It was like a TikTok in itself being like, okay, this is what it, this is what I actually look like. And like all the makeup and started. this is what I look like all the time. Yes. These are all the prescription medications I'm on just so that I can function in this life right now. Um, but yeah, it is, it is very jarring when we think about younger kids and now, especially journalism kids and stuff that we didn't have to, we didn't have to do TikTok and Instagram reels for our career. I do want to get into that in a little bit, but you mentioned yeah. the pregnancies. We've had mm-hmm. a number of women on our show. We've had, you know, Molly McGrath was very sort of vocal about her pregnancy. We had Jen Lada, both ESPN employees who said, you know, I didn't want to be open about my pregnancy for a variety of different reasons. When you look back on, on having children and being in sports broadcasting, uh, what maybe do do you wish you had that you're seeing women have at least now, or at least that we think that they are starting to have now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually had a colleague of mine say to a former colleague at NFL Network, um, I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, you kind of took a bullet for some of the other women here. 
um, because I, I pretty much almost gave birth to my second child on the set of NFL Total Access. Like they, there's nothing like having like Warren Sapp and Nate Burleson out in the parking lot trying to wave your husband in like, she's about it, she's having the baby. Like, I, I remember just thinking, oh my God, the first face my kid's gonna see is Warren Sapp. <laughs> And so, be like, Daddy, yeah, and yeah, like, no, 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 not him. And then, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never forget that image of them like frantic trying to like wave my husband down so he knows where we are in the parking lot. I gave birth with like full eyelashes on. It's like it's actually the most insane story of all time. Four hours after the show is when the baby was born, so it was pretty tight. Okay, it was a pretty so tight it wasn't like Andrew Siciliano just being like, "Oh, here you go." Yeah, Scott Hansen wasn't like doing the red zone voice, like "Baby, come!" No, like we didn't. We didn't. God was my good friend at the time. No, um, like Willie McGinnis was there. He was just rubbing yeah. my back, going, "It's gonna be okay." And Warren Sapp's like, "That baby coming! That baby's coming right now!" I was like, shut up, Warren. And it was it was literally like something out of out of a movie, having these big football players try to comfort you. But it's a great movie. Um, yeah, it would be. But you asked a serious question. Um I I wish that people had job security. I, I lost my I lost NFL total access because I had a baby. I you know, I came back I came back after just six weeks and um they told me my replacement was staying on. And that they would find something else for me. And also six weeks is nothing. I say this to every American guest I have on the show. Like in Canada, you have a year minimum. And a you year. have guaranteed your job come when you come yeah. back and you can stay. But on, I mean, so. I have like to like try to rush back after six weeks to be like, I'm here. I'm back. I'm, I'm here. You know, and then like be like, well, I, I would have just I would have just stayed, you know, on maternity leave and enjoyed the time with my kid. But to go through that with with my third child, that was, you know, that was a lot. And I think because I raised a stink and because I fought internally, um, it didn't, you know, look good for me, but it didn't go well for me. But I think that they kind of learned, you know, I saw women after me um, have their role when they came back. And so that makes me happy that at least, you know, hopefully you're on this earth to make something better. If not, you know, for the women behind you, for my daughters. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really difficult story for you because you're creating human life and uh, it, it, it's, you know, your job's taken away from you from that. And, and the women that we've spoken with, even though they feel the support from their bosses, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's pregnant and she was like, I'm not really sure if I should tell my bosses. And I said, well, this is the time right now, I think, that bosses, like executives and everyone's a little bit more sensitive to it because if you're not, it's going to reflect poorly on you, even though that's such a f***ed up thing to say because it's like you're having a kid, you work in a, an environment, you should be able to have, have your kid you and then come have back. To lose, yeah, you shouldn't have to lose everything you fought for and everything you worked for um, and you finally like get this great job. And just because it kind of coincides at the same time, usually like women find success in their careers, like in their early thirties, mid thirties, they start to finally be like, wow, everything I've, I've worked for the, for the past decade plus is coming to fruition. That's exactly when you usually have a baby. And yeah, I mean, I, I have, you know, Alex Flanagan, um, you know, who was with me, she had similar stories from back on ESPN. It's not, sadly, it's not, um, just just a place like the NFL. I mean, it's, I have a lot of women that have a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. That haven't yeah, been, like, you people, know, that you don't tell. Everyone seems to have a story, and a lot of them, and a lot of people have, have tried to hide their pregnancies as to, um, 
so that they don't lose their jobs, which is, you know, this is a huge, huge problem. So uh, hopefully, at least, um, I know you've done so much more beyond just everything that you did with NFL Network, and and we're going to talk about that in a second. But uh, your journey has definitely hopefully helps some of these other women who are having babies and also trying to still have a career. What a crazy statement to say in 2021. <laughs> Sounds like it's friggin' yeah. 1862. Uh, we got yeah. a whole lot more to get to with uh, Emmy award-winning journalist, Amber Theo Harris. When we return on drinks with thanks, don't go anywhere. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm JSB. We've got Amber Theo Harris here. We're sipping on a little white wine here on, uh, it's like 520 here in the East Coast, but it's a problematic time to be drinking over there on the West Coast. Joke. Oh, you invite me and then you accuse me. You invite there me is, say- there, uh, there is no wrong hour of the day to be having uh, any kind of alcohol, especially when it's been almost a year. I haven't seen my... And all the people that are working on the show, I haven't seen them in a year. Like, it's that's wild. It's, it's really like, weird. You haven't seen your colleagues. You're like, I haven't had pants on the entire year, and you guys don't not even have any right now. Yeah, we don't have any right now. Yeah, when it's you guys, so when my video's not on on the Zoom calls, like, you you don't even want to know what's happening. <laughs> They're probably so happy they haven't had to see me for a year, and that's not a joke. Uh-huh. Right, guys? <laughs> Okay, let's get to let's get back to Amber because this is what we are here for. And you are now in the well, you're in many different spaces, but you are in the tech world. You're a tech executive, um, despite the obvious of like tech being just that the bomb to be a part of. What made you want to venture into this? You know, tech was always that thing that I knew like that's where the money is. That's where you know you can really be creative and and startups are becoming huge. But I didn't really know anything about tech, and I really didn't know how to get into it. And through um, Brian Baldinger at NFL Network, a good friend of mine, he was invested and involved in um, WinQuick, a new app that a group called Clickstream was creating, and he was going to do some hosting for this live trivia. And he was like, "Look, I know you know you're 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 probably doing some baseball for Fox right now, but can you like maybe do some hosting to help me out?" And I was like, "Sure, you know, I'm just sitting at home during quarantine," and um, that kind of led to. Um, you know, me kind of taking over the creative because they had a lot of great finance guys, a lot of great tech guys. Um, they didn't have any women and, you know, they didn't have any creatives um, to really bring the vision to life. And just me knowing, you know, being in the business for so long and knowing about audiences and shows and production, I kind of put it all together using all of my friends and people that I knew that were like, yeah, I'm just sitting at home. So, you know, you get the crew together and you do all that. And then that led to, um, you know, I realized I, was, I had my hands in everything, like the marketing, the PR, the this, that. And that led to them offering me a job as, a, as the vice president um, of original programming. And so it's been if you would have told me this time last year I'd be doing this, I'd be like, what? No, like I'm just gonna go do baseball right now. And but um, it's been awesome. It's been it's been I I like new challenges, and I feel like parts of my brain are being flexed that haven't been flexed in a long time. So it's been really fun. Definitely, and everyone is all about game shows right now. At, at all mm-hmm. the networks, you know, that we've worked at, they're all like game show, game show, game show, mm-hmm. because. How do you get pe- how do you get people to do something? You offer them free money, cash, prizes, whatever. 
the people want free stuff for <laughs> in terms of um trivia what's like your favorite uh topic range that you are like boom i know i could do i uh, know all these well i mean i have to try like as you know as I, we, we put together this awesome writing team right and so we have the jeopardy writer we have the nbc game show writer we have like our team is amazing writers and so the topics they come up with are awesome because if it was up to me you know I, i'd be doing like beyonce every single night which we actually did have that topic yes. beyonce was, hits yeah really 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 fun um but for me i mean obviously like sports i feel like I, I crush in that but um i think finish the lyrics like we we do a couple different episodes of finish the lyrics yes and it, and usually we have we make it so they have to be number one hits so it's something that most you know almost everybody no matter what music uh, you like you would you would know it so our win quick writers come up with some, i mean they came up with some the letter q was one category and i was like what is this yeah. It came, yeah it came across my desk i was like this is so lame and then i saw it i was like this is so brilliant you know when i actually read what they wrote so they well, i'm sure these people are brilliant uh we got so much more we want to talk to you with amber theo harris we're just having an absolute blast here on international women's day slash wednesday bottoms up we'll be back in a second on drinks with think Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got Amber Theo Harris here. We talked about her tech career, also filmmaker, and uh, was a co-executive producer of Weight of Gold with Michael Phelps on HBO, now released on HBO Max. What types of documentaries really tickle your interest when you're like, ooh, that would be good? I, if my husband was sitting right here, he would know I, if I said anything other than serial killer um, documentaries to watch, that that's like my favorite thing. Um, I think it's just like the investigative journalist in me like loves that. But um, yeah, but I love like, I think if you could ask me what my favorite like d documentary is right now, it would be uh, Defiant Ones. I think that was just like really well done, a really original idea. Um, but I love all documentaries. I always have loved obviously being a storyteller, that's what you are as a journalist. Um, I just happen to tell a lot of sports stories. Um, and we, we spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, some, some issues with pregnancies. And because of that, though, the, the positive out of that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just start doing stuff I really want to do on the side um, and not put all my eggs in one basket. And I started, um, working on this project, The Weight of Gold. Actually, it, it wasn't even called The Weight of Gold. I wrote that in my notepad, you know, three years ago. Me and Brett Rapkin, he was a former director from NFL Network. We just, we discovered we had the same eye disease. It's so weird how this came about. He contacted me. We were gonna do a documentary about the doctor here in LA that like found the surgery that helps people. And one of the people he helped was um, the captain of the US bobsled team. And he was getting ready to go mm -hmm. back to um, Peng Chang at the time and, and compete and get another gold medal. And unfortunately, while we were filming that, we, we interviewed him, we followed him in training. We did all this about, it was a great story about him almost going blind. And then, well, he ends up, um, he had told us kind of off camera that he had some issues with depression. And during our filming, he, a couple days later, he ended up committing, uh, dying by suicide. Oh um, my God. 
Yeah. So it was really hard for us, you know, just as people that were kind of the last people to really talk to him saying, you know, gosh, why didn't I see a sign? And I'm really big on mental health, like really big and outspoken about mental health going through what I've gone through. And it just, it hurt, man. It, it hurt. It was tough. Um, so we didn't really know what to do. You know, we, we didn't want to end this, his story that way. And, um, and then, then at the same time, Michael Phelps, who's also from Baltimore, from Maryland, like me, um, he was being very outspoken about his mental health issues. And so we reached out to him and brought him on board. And, you know, as I, we decided we were going to do a film on Olympians and mental health and, it was it was really a learning experience for me because as we went on, every athlete we spoke to had gone through that. Sasha Cohen, um, Bodie Miller, uh, Sean White. I mean, we had a bunch of gold medalists. And as I was hearing their stories, that's when I was like, "What is like? What could we call this?" And and then I just mm-hmm. named it the Weight of Gold. And so it was a it was very powerful. And I hope that people like don't feel ashamed um, and feel like they can get help if they're watching. Um, they can see that their icons, these Olympic gold medalists, really suffer. You are a adjunct professor at USC. Want to mm-hmm. ask you when we were in school for journalism, very, very different. It was like, what does this Twitter thing? Now it's as we <laughs> mentioned, TikTok, Instagram, all this kind of stuff. How do you approach telling your kids, your kids, your journalism students? how to deal with all these different social media avenues and how to use them for better or, or to stay away from certain things. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, um, I teach sports commentary, but I kind of commandeered it and made it into my own version of sports commentary. And I try to teach them to become multimedia personalities. That's what the whole focus is. I have them do podcasts. I have them write columns. I have them do a social media post. And when, when, with regards to social media, uh, I'm really big on them getting ahead of it and understanding the power of social media and using it to their advantage rather than being caught by it. Um, so one of the first assignments I have them do is go through their timelines, go through their avatars and make one change that, that not only makes them look more professional, but also is a step towards whatever brand they want to try to build in the future. So start thinking about your brand because everything you put out there is eventually going to be your brand. Um, and so I'm, I'm big on that. I, I also teach them to use social media. Like you and I didn't have, if nobody gave us a job, we didn't, we couldn't be on TV. There was nothing you could do. You're a journalist out of work. But I'm like, right now you guys can you know, turn your phone around and do a sports report or give your opinion like Stephen A. Smith does on something and put it on. And a couple of my students had a couple thousand hits and they were very surprised. And I was like, see, you can start to build all of this now. You guys have this all at your fingertips. So I want them to see it as a positive, but to take control of it and see it as a professional um, way to get their brand out and not be like, hey, here's me and my my girl Julie, like hammered, you know, beer bonging. It, It just isn't good. So... Okay, so I should take that one down is what you're saying. Yeah, I'll take it down if you take that one down. We're we're freaking cool. We're freaking awesome badasses here. Okay, guys, we will be back in a second. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, (laughs) but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. 
Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Well, guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with Amber, Amber Theo Harrison. She has just done so many things. If you couldn't tell, every single segment was like a different job that she has. So where can we find all of your awesome content and you next? Just follow me on, on Instagram, AmberTheo1, and on Twitter, AmberTheoHarris. Um, I always keep everybody posted. I'm working on a second documentary right now um, called The Black Aces. Can you give us a little tease? Uh, yeah, it's called The Black Aces, uh, and it's, it's, it's celebrating Black excellence in a story that's never been told in sports um, that I discovered. And um, not I discovered, it's been there, but hasn't been told. And uh, I'm also... Um, Look for more from my production company, Artemis Sky Entertainment. Um, I'm going into the animation business, so I've optioned the rights to a sequel of a Netflix film that was really big this summer. Uh, I can't announce it yet. And uh, then I have another um, animated project that I'm, I'm working on with uh, former CEO of Virgin Records, Phil Quartararo. So we're, uh, it's a musical one, so we're really excited. You are an absolute boss, and I now feel like I gotta go do something else other than my one show. Um, I, I, I'm know. very inspired you by you. Of your own show, I've never had my own show. You're killing it, and you get to drink. Basically, having this Zoom happy hour, and um, I'm enjoying it because we've never met before, and I absolutely love you and love everything you've done. So, cannot you wait as well. to see all those projects and to see you keep killing it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Amber. We really appreciate it. And guys, you know where to find us, all of our other shows on YouTube at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs>